0: It's another episode of Working Class on DeerCast. Uh, don't even really know what number episode this one is, but Eric's in here co-hosting with me today. I'm here. And then Josh Sparks is here co-hosting and uh, having a cold beverage. And the guest of the hour, Mr. Lee Her. Thanks for joining us, man. No problem. No problem. Thanks for having me. Made it out to the studio. We've been talking about this one for a while now. Uh, we've been trying to get Josh out here for, well, since we went out and- filmed all those podcasts at mark's place months and months well last year season really at this point yeah seems like a couple months ago but it's been seems
1: like a lot longer than that a right? lot
0: longer a lot longer but uh we're here in the working class bowhunter studio with a giant buck on the studio table and lee you have a story to tell apparently
2: yeah it's a it's a story all right um so, started all back in 2019. Who are you? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> You'll let the guy <laughs> yeah. introduce himself or what? <laughs> um, I'm Lee Her. I live in central Iowa. Good buddies with Josh. Been buddies since, well, when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a feed salesman, full time. I do real estate on the side. Um, Very cool. A hunting nut, man.
0: Yeah. So, you're involved in the hunting community, the ag industry, as a lot of guys are here in the Midwest. It's kind of how you become more involved in the farming, outdoor, ag lifestyles, have that type of career path. So yeah. you're in the biz for deer and people that have property with deer on it.
2: Correct. Especially
0: yeah. being a seed dealer, you can get your
3: you know, yeah. farm ground, you know. <laughs> never know where you're going sneak in on a place to hunt. Yeah, hey.
2: yeah and actually, um, I don't do that a whole lot just because... Sometimes hey, it's, sure you don't. Yeah. Sure I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I hate
0: a lot. A okay. Lot, yeah. Hey, this one's being videoed, but only kay. takes
2: only takes one, right? Yeah,
0: right. 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 The right one.
2: Yep. You found the right one. Yeah. I did sure. find the right one.
0: <clears throat> well, cool. So, you're from the Midwest? You grew up in Iowa?
2: Yeah, I grew up in the Amana colonies, which is uh oh, basically if you drew a line between Iowa City and Cedar Rapids, it's 15 miles mm-hmm. west.
0: Yeah, that's where the little I, I bought pickled quail eggs from there. It's like a touristy little <laughs> yeah, area. Yep. Anyway. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, familiar. Very familiar. Don't yep. give away your spots too close, but Well, that's not that's not where these deer came from. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, New Hampshire.
2: <laughs> yeah, New Hampshire, Vermont, uh-huh. over that way. Yeah. New yeah.
0: Hampshire, Iowa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, go. Cool. I just want to get a quick introduction. I mean, we have a story about a big buck here. Um,
2: are you an active deer cast user? Yeah, I use it to the max. I've used it since it was um when it's the year it came out Mm -hmm. um and i think it's it's one of the best tools out there for a deer hunter Um, really i'm not saying that it's perfect for everywhere um like my deer herds you know i don't think to me it doesn't predict and it it does predict movement but it does not predict like your whole herd movement Mm -hmm. where i hunt is not crazy pressured um so my my doe herd moves pretty much regularly always almost every day i mean there are you know i typically see 20 to 30 does a sit Mm -hmm. um and that's you know the the bad days are 15 to 20 and the good days are 30 plus yeah Um, high
0: high deer density so yeah they're moving no matter what yeah do do you think because you're such an active deer cast user you're a believer in it um apparently because you're here and you have a big buck and we're talking about it (laughs) but um i just want to cover this first like the misconceptions online i'm sure you see a lot of people like well, I saw a deer moving, and it said it was going to be
2: bad, or it said good, and I didn't
0: <laughs> see a deer moving. Like, what do you think when you see that type of thing?
2: To me, it's – so I'm an elite user. I've got DeerCast Custom. I've got DeerCast track, tra- deer track and all that stuff. So for me, it it predicts my mature buck movement. That's mm-hmm. how I utilize it. The goods and greats. You're not looking at it for yearlings. Right. I, You know, quite frankly, I don't really care if a year and a half old spike's gonna move or whatever you right. know I'm, yeah. I'm in it to shoot a mature six and a half year old deer if i can
0: which is probably what most people are after right right you know generally
2: mm-hmm. yeah so for me it's it's the mature buck movement um like this spot where i killed this deer it's it's dicey to get into and i only hunted five times with bow and a few times with the muzzleloader because it was good condition days mm-hmm. and it was um you know deer cast either good or great and I had the right wind direction. um I did not risk it with this spot because it's a small it's only twenty one acres where I killed this deer, so oh really, so you only have so i mean you screw up
0: it's it's more impactful versus someone that with a hundred acres right, or whatever right. it is you yeah. know
2: and it's it's basically the property's a big field with a crick line that runs through it mm-hmm. um, so it's you know you screw up you're busting deer pretty mm-hmm. easily um and in and out's tough, so it was Pretty much the days I went, it was swing for the fences kind of days. Yeah, yeah. You you're going you were
0: expecting to kill when you went.
2: Yeah. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I just want to get that out of the
0: way. I know we talked a little bit, you're like you were a big believer in Deercast, I didn't know, you know, people apply it a little bit. I think a lot of people look over the custom feature and a lot of people look back past a lot of like the Deercast track and some of the other features that are involved in and the Drew Outdoors library and our great, amazing podcast mm. that's on there. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to an audio only, get into your cast and support us there. Support support the platform. It's a platform of hunters. The like trade. Everybody just complains about social media not being for our people and being anti-Second Amendment and all that. There is a platform. You just have to go there and be involved. Yep, yep. Yeah. Don't complain <laughs> about it. Well, we talked about this with the trade shows. Don't yep. complain about not having a show in your area, and then when a show in your area happens, you don't go you and don't you don't, don't support, and support it. it. Don't be mad when it goes away. Go there and support hunters on our own platform.
2: Yep, absolutely. And you you mentioned DeerCast Track there. To me, that makes. I mean, I use the Elite for a lot of other reasons. The ten mm-hmm. day, so I can you know plan out and see because I've got two kids, and um, you know I, I got to use my and, time. And wife. And two jobs. And two jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got to keep the wife happy. So yeah, I got to keep her happy when too. Yeah. Um, but. The elite version, DeerCast Track, makes it worth it. You know, I think so. I've had so many buddies that you know they know I have it. So they marginally hit a deer and they say, "This is about where I hit him." What's DeerCast Track say? And I'm like, it's, say, "It's get your own
1: subscription."
0: Yes, I say get your own <laughs> subscription. It's, it's When's a, the last
2: time you bought a case of beer? Oh, yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same price. as yeah, a case it's it's of twenty for bucks, it. and it's, it's <laughs> right. well worth it. Um, you know, my bow buck, which we'll talk about. We're not talking about on this podcast, but we'll talk about on the regular WCV one. Um, I made a marginal hit on him, so I used DeerCast Track and Josh, and you know we talked about it, talked about where I hit him, talked, looked at all the videos, and helped me, uh, I guess, make the right decision there with that deer. But a lot you'll of have benefits to over to the to the other podcast here. Yeah, that one. I like that cross promo you did. Good <laughs> I got work, you. Lee. I got you.
0: So let's <laughs> talk about this massive buck in here because this thing is. A beast i mean there's nothing that's not impressive about them it's a dream deer for anybody no matter where you live even if you've already killed one close to that size you still want one like that um i mean kind of break it down man where's it start because this thing's got everything and whenever you want to break down the deer physically we'll do that but i think just like give us the beginning of the journey of this deer wherever you see fits for the podcast
2: yeah so all i mean it's it's history for me is pretty short really. Um but one of my Which is okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's sometimes better, correct. Yeah. Um one of my best friends is Brandon Doms and he uh he hunts about 4 miles as a crow flies from where I hunt. And he had pictures of this deer starting in 2019 when we thought he was a 5-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um and him and I, are, you know, we share trail cameras and all that kind of stuff. We're we're that that kind of buddy, you yeah. know. Yep. Um good buddies to have. Yeah, good buddies to have. Especially
0: it. hunting fairly yeah, close, fairly yeah. close,
2: yep. Um, you know, and I drive the loop all the time with my kids and glass for deer in the summer, just like every other hunter does, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and saw it a couple times. He had trail camera pictures of it in 2019, um, and it was around him for most of the year. And then 2020, he had pictures of it again, and the uh, the Doratio hit in um, yeah. Iowa. Yep. A bunch the of trees famous down.
0: Midland what,
2: that's basically a hurricane just in the a middle hurricane of the country. Yeah, it's a hurricane that's on ground. Yeah, right. um, And it knocked a lot. The, the deer over by him did not leave, live in a very big area, um, and it messed up his bedroom. I mean, it took a bunch of trees down in there. Um, and we think, because normally the deer would stick around for him most of the year, maybe would leave, you know, a little bit after shotgun season, but that year he left, like was not around. Um, and that was the year the shed was 2020. Um and there is a, I, I sold a property and one of the properties next to it um you know look look pretty good it was an alfalfa field so i wanted to ask and i find a lot of sheds in and around alfalfa fields mm-hmm. i think it's an underutilized food source for deer really oh yeah um so i asked the farm owner um you know i was like hey you care if i go shed hunt you know go look and he's he's a hunter i suppose um he Basically, just gun hunts with his kids. He's mm-hmm. a huge farm. He farms 6,000 acres, so doesn't have time for bow hunting.
0: Yeah. Um, just something. It's like an afterthought for him, kind of. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the harvest season.
2: And basically, yeah. it's to eliminate some deer for crop damage. Yeah. That's right. why he does it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, so he asked me, if, or I asked him if I could go shed hunt, and he was like, yeah, let go for it. You know, I don't really care. So, I walked out there, and obviously, I knew of this deer from my buddy, Brandon, mm-hmm. and I'm walking the edge of this field and I look over and it's in a pile of grass and couldn't tell what it was. And I pulled it out and I was like, "Whoa, oh. let me see that thing. <laughs> you know, when I pulled it out, I find a lot what, of, sheds. what part did you see first? Um, so basically the beam, it was, it was like tucked up in like this. Mm-hmm. So I could see the backside of the beam like that. No, it was tines down, but like in a grass bunch. Here, let me show you. G- give me a, yeah, a yeah. visual. It was sitting like this. Oh, no so kidding. Like this was tucked in the grass. And I could so see. you this. just see. Oh, oh really? Oh. I could pretty much just see this, and I pull it out, and instantly I'm like, I find quite a few sheds every year, and I was like, Wow, that's a whopper! <laughs> you know, that's the biggest shed I've ever found. Typical shed I've ever found. Yeah, it was just shy of 83 inches. <laughs> oh, uh, Missing brow, and initially it did not even click with me that that it was that deer. Yeah. You know, once I was sitting there and the initial shock wore off, I suppose. Yeah. I was like, Holy crap! That's we call him Junk Brow because. Um, when he was in 2019, when we thought he was five, he had three brows on each side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, holy crap, that is junk brow. And I called Brandon right away. I'm like, dude, I just found a shed cause he disappeared from him didn't know yeah. where he went. And that's when you guys' relationship fell apart. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> okay. no, that is big, deer, big deer has a tendency to do that to friendships. It Does um, I own that deer. He's mine. Yeah. Yeah. But Brandon is not that way. I mean. And I'm not either. You don't own deer, No. Man. You you They're can wild hunt animals. them all you want, and they can go wherever they want. Like that deer, he traveled four miles. Um, so that's kind of where the story started for me. Um, and that was 2019. This 2020. was 2020. 2020. Yep. Um. You first knew about in twenty nineteen. Yep, okay. and, and I actually hunted over kind of why by where Brandon is because there's a little chunk of public ground. It's only like one hundred sixty acres, and just for fun, I threw a camera trying out to there. get
0: on Brandon's line there. No, it doing. wasn't trying that to close. get on this deer. I'm, I'm about, stirring up your guys' relationship <laughs> on this
2: podcast. Um, it was about it's about three quarters of a mile from where Brandon is, and uh, sorry, it's all good. Um,
1: Dad doesn't drink very much anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, just getting back into it. Huh? Yeah, no. So I put a camera up on that public just because I was like, I was newer to the area. I moved in there in 2018. Um, Not a lot of permission around there. And it's really open ag grounds. There's not much good hunting, really. Right. Um, So I put a camera on there and I went to check it one day in July and there was a mega, mega giant, bigger than this deer. And, um, you know, not junk brow, but another giant and he hadn't had any pictures of it yet, and we shared the pictures. He ended up having pictures of it later in the year. But I mm-hmm. um, actually called that deer Cupcake. My my stepdaughter was like, "I always have her name my deer." Yeah, and she was like, "Let's let's call her let's call him Cupcake." I'm like, "Okay, sounds okay. good. Kind of <laughs> awesome, actually." <laughs> yeah, he was like a I would have said he was like two fifteen. Yeah, oh wow. um, yeah. <laughs> I hit a genetic pocket moving in there, I think. But anyways, um, so I hunted there a little bit. Never saw him. Never saw Cupcake uh 2020 rolls around I find the shed (laughs) yeah and uh so then I asked the farmer it took me forever to catch him because I was like I gotta ask to hunt here you know this Mm -hmm. here's huge (laughs) yeah oh of course yeah yeah. (laughs) um so I finally catch him like oh I don't know what it is end of July Mm -hmm. and I'm like hey I know you don't you don't bow hunt at all you care if I bow hunt he's like no that's fine go ahead you know shoot some does if you can but the county that i live in the dough tags are really limited
0: there's a lot of counties like that in iowa uh, yeah
2: there the is. county
3: i live in there's only 200
2: yeah i don't know what there is in, in the county i live in but it's slim um you know it's one of those you have to be you have to buy it the first day oh yeah you know, you we usually have to get on at yeah. midnight yep yep um so i was like well i don't really have any dough tags but um he's like yeah that's fine go ahead go ahead and hunt and i said Cool, you know, and, and he owns a lot of ground, but I didn't want to push it. I was like, you know, I'll just hunt this 21 acres, you know. Yeah. Small, you know, he gun hunts there, but I said, I'll just, I won't hunt during early muzzleloader and I won't hunt sh- after shotgun season because then you get yeah, the late muzzleloader. Be respectful and all that stuff. And stuff. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, put some cameras up all summer long and it's like not a buck all summer. And I'm like, man, I just can't believe this. It, it butts up to a pretty low pressured area, um, it's a pretty good funnel. And just no bucks all summer long. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but then like not too long after velvet shed, you know, the velvet scramble. Everybody's splitting. Yep. yep. Um, my first camera check, it was like, I don't know, the 10th or 12th of October or something that I pulled the cameras, um, after the end of September after season. And it was like, holy smokes, you know, here came the bucks. I had Mm -hmm. a bunch of different bucks on camera. None of him, you know, two or three other really good deer.
1: I think it's important to note what you went in after you got the property. What was your, you know, standard? You know what I mean? Because, like, when you did that first camera pull, you didn't really care. You know what I mean? You were God, all First
0: there. 130. Well, right.
1: I, I just think that, it, you know, your entire season was dedicated. Oh, absolutely. To, to junk you brow I mean? because
2: I found the shed there. It right. was like.
3: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. you're only getting pictures of dough.
0: So it's like, right. okay, yeah. where do you go now?
2: Yeah. And, you know, that's a conversation I had with Josh. So it was like
0: things are obviously going to change. Yeah. If you look at yeah, yeah. that that pattern, yep. you found the shed there,
2: like he's coming at some point, yeah. in my mindset. Right. And i had conversations with Josh and my dad. And my dad is like, wait for him, you know. That's a once in a lifetime deer. You know, don't shoot anything but him. Yeah. Even if you eat tag soup, that's your buck this year. And I had talked with Josh and Josh was like, He's not coming. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, well-
1: <laughs> and that conversation took place after these original card pulls. You know, we started getting into September And what he was alluding to was, like, there was multiple mature bucks. You're talking 21 acres, right? Four, five in the four to six range?
2: Yeah, I would say, well, there were three bucks harvested on it. I mean, he was one of them. So two mature bucks, another really old one, and some three- and four-year-olds. So there was a lot of deer once the bucks started showing up. Right. And
1: I think the other thing you need to note is where you found the shed is the best thermal cover, right next to it anyway, on that property that you couldn't hunt the, you know— um, what's the lack of
2: a better term? The low pressured area. Yeah, like nobody hunts the farm. Basically. Yep, nobody mm-hmm. hunts the
1: farm. They drive ATVs on it and that kind of stuff. But. Right. And so what our conversation was, he's like, "I'm gonna hold out for him." And I was like, "The deer you got on camera, you better not pass them though. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, I giants. And the way that he found the shed, I was like, "This deer's gonna move in late season, man. If he's not here yet, you know what I mean. You're talking if he's here." It might be a rut type of thing, yeah. And so that's when you would set like the hard deadline per
2: se. Yeah. So that leads into what I was going to say next is, you know, after talking to Josh and talking to my dad, I said if he's not here by November tenth, I'm I'm gonna shoot another deer. I'm not not shooting any deer but him at that point. That, right. That, that was my hard deadline where it was like, okay, that's where November tenth, the flip will switch. Still the very um. What's the term? I would
0: say you're a little. I mean, I get it. I get the call. Yep. But you, you're being uh, fairly uh, flexible there with the November 10th. Like I
2: yeah. would have been like November 25th. Well, my thought process was it was behind it is the highest doe density is where I'm at, and if he's coming in, I would have figured it would have been that October 25th range. You know when they're yeah. when they're kind of getting it on their mind right after yeah. the um October lull swell that kind of thing um I figured that would be the point where he's coming to look for does Just so he's they there checking does yeah he's going to come to okay I see
0: why you made that yeah decision yeah well and the other part of that we talked
1: about was that go back to the 2019 derecho you know Brandon talked about how his bedroom there was this good thermal cover winter you know type of range stuff the deer didn't disappear in 2020 until the late season you know and I think that's very important to note like Brandon had pictures of him all the way through the rut. So I'm like, eh, that
0: four-mile trek, I don't think that that's when he's making it. You yeah, know but my, like, yeah. my
2: hopes are up, you know? <laughs> I mean, like anytime that, you like, know about it, you're like yeah.
0: this. I mean, you, it's yep. motivating no matter what. Even if he's 10 miles away, you're like, there's a chance. Yeah, and that, that was honestly— Hey, you never know. You never know.
1: <laughs> there was plenty of conversations that were borderline heated, you know what I mean? Yeah. like, you're asking me for my advice— I think he's gonna show up late season. I mean, like just with Brandon's information, that really helped make me think like, okay, you found him next to thermal cover. Yeah. You have two Boone and Crockett Bucks on camera consistently. Hey, shout out to Brandon. Hey, yeah. Brandon, you really <laughs> Brandon's you, a guy. You could not find a more humble,
2: great person. We get
0: Brandon in here. We got a cold there, beer for him. That's what we is, need for Brandon. Oh,
2: he'd come over. He actually he grew up like five miles from here. No kidding? Yep. I can't remember the name of the town. We'll talk
0: after the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if I know him. <laughs> we'll call him up.
2: might. He's upper 30s, I think, age-wise. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, I didn't grow up in this
0: area, like, exactly where we're at, but just, I mean, there's a chance. Yeah. You could know him.
2: But that, you know, that's one of the conversations that Josh and I had a lot. He was like, dude, you have two booners on camera. Like, you would be stupid to pass them if they walk by. Yeah. Um And... Yeah. Thanks, Josh. It was yeah. easy for me to say. I didn't have any. Well, there. I mean, it's, <laughs>
0: good. It's, it's good. It's great advice. Yep. That but is good advice. It is. Yeah. But
2: it was like, I was like, Josh, he is a, you know, I only saw, I never had any pictures of him. I saw him on the hoof a couple times and I'm like, he's a whopper, you know, he's he's yeah. a once in a lifetime deer. I got to wait, you know. Um, and he was like, dude, that 10 pointer, which is the my buck I ended up shooting with the bow. He's like, that's 170 inch deer. Um another buck that I had that was called the trashy eight, um, that the neighbor ended up killing. Um, he was one seventy three, and it was just like, man, I, and they were pretty regular on camera, never daylight, but real close. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, he actually, my, my bow buck daylighted a couple times, but, um, it was just like, I gotta wait. I have to man I have to. Yeah. Um, I don't blame you. So that's when I set that November 10th deadline. Um, and November 10th came, I hunted on November 10th. Okay. So the November
0: tenth deadline comes. You wake up November eleventh.
2: <laughs> just wait.
0: Okay. Sorry, I'm getting ahead. I'm getting excited. <laughs> My bow buck. I killed November tenth. Oh. <laughs>
3: I, was, yeah. I was just about to ask. Like, did any of these other bucks walk by and you passed them?
0: Oh, here we go.
2: <laughs> I can't remember. There, there we go. go. I was looking for. Yeah. So
0: sorry, Eric. No, you're fine.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and we'll talk more about it on the other on the other podcast. But November 10th, I shot my bow buck because I, I never saw the two shooters that I had that I was going to shoot um, in person. Yeah. And then he walked by, and actually both of them walked by that day. I was just a little bit behind on the other one. Okay. Uh,
1: I remember you know, that was a really foggy day. You called me, like, you hunting? I'm like, nope, I'm editing.
2: What are you doing? You're like, I got about an hour, two, you know, yeah. two hours to go hunt. And I was like... I was like, I'm, I'm hopping in because... Deercast had actually changed that. You know how it hourly updates? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um it started off as I don't remember what the is okay in the middle. It started off as an okay day and like in the matter of the next hour it switched to great and I was like, I gotta go get in the tree. It's mm-hmm. November tenth, you know? Yeah, uh, it yeah. could happen any day. It's yeah. my last day. Yeah. It's my deadline day. <laughs> it's it's it my is. deadline day. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> It'd be funny if uh Deercast did an update
0: where you could plug in notes like deadline day and that's what it popped up as <laughs> yeah his alarm um, goes off as deadline day yeah make it or break it
2: <laughs> so so i ended up shooting him um you know and that was a whole story we'll talk about that on the next one yeah it's not with no 130 yeah. You're like i
0: ended up shooting him instead <laughs> well, yeah no, no. <laughs> yeah
2: it's um, a stud yeah absolutely yeah um so after that you know I, I tagged out um and i'm just sitting around i kept my cameras out there because i told the landowner um i said you know i will keep my cameras out you know they're just doe killers, or you know, if yeah, I'll let you I, know, yeah, if no, <laughs> I'm kidding, because we'll get I, into, yeah. we'll get into gonna that gonna here real quick. Only coolest parts of this story, um, okay. So, anyways, I keep my cameras out, and I'm like, uh, it was all the way through shotgun season, I had one cell cam out, um, and a couple stagnant cameras, or non cell, I guess I, I call them stagnant, yeah, cameras. I don't no, know I why, but um, so the day it would be the first day of late muzzleloader which was december 20th this year i think
3: yep around there sounds um,
2: right i go pull my cameras except for the one cell camera most of the deer come out and where i get most of the pictures um i go pull the camera and get back home stick the card in and that morning december 20th at like 20 minutes before daylight he's on the camera john prowl's on the camera and i'm like uh-oh. Uh-oh. oh here we go but i can't hunt their late muzzleloader Ooh. And I'm like, oh, no. So I call Brandon because, you know, we kept in contact with each other and all that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, dude, I just I got a picture of him. Like he showed up this morning and he goes, are you bleeping kidding me? And I'm like, no. Why? He goes, I'm headed to hunt him right now. And I'm like, mm, sorry, dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, crap. man. So a couple of <laughs> days go by. Actually, I go right back out and I put a cell cam on that tree because it's a pretty good trail. And it's on the side of the creek that I found a shed on. Um, and. I get a couple pictures of him and it's like, man, I can't hunt there. I call Josh and I'm like, Josh, what do I do? Like, I don't have permission to hunt here. Like, should I go ask him if he cares if I hunt on the days he doesn't hunt or whatnot? Or yeah. like, should I tell him about the deer?
3: Hey, it doesn't hurt to ask.
2: Yeah. And that was the moral dilemma was, do I tell him about the deer? You know? Cause it's like, is it worth losing my permission on this farm that I know is going to be good every year for a deer like that? Just to ask if I can go hunt there. Yeah.
0: I see what you're saying. Or do
2: I tell him about it and be honest? And, you know, because he might tell me no anyways, but, well, then he knows about the deer. You You put some
0: thought into it, though. Yeah. The the moral dilemma, um, I like this, because um, it's, I've I've experienced some moral dilemmas, and a lot of it is, like, you were the guy that put in the work, that did everything, and found the deer, and knows about the deer, and somebody else that might hunt it, hunts, Not even a third of the time you hunt puts a not even a third of the effort in that you put into it doesn't care regardless, but owns the ground, but owns the ground (laughs) or has like the access to it that maybe granted you the access to it. Right. And then it's like, is that going to change how they act for the minimal time they're going to put in when you have your life is dedicated to this and you care and you're going to honor the animal and do everything possible to make sure it's ethical and clean and respectful and, um, you know, you shoot this deer, you know what this deer is. You're going to respect and put on a show with this deer more than anybody else would. Absolutely. Whereas some guys will just chuck it in the pile in the shed and there it is.
1: Oh, that is exactly, that was exactly where we kind of started talking about. I'm like, listen, man, you have this full on story and you already shot a Boone and Crockett animal on this permission farm. I mean, (laughs) like keep in perspective and I will like, Leasing is getting harder and harder oh, to yeah. come by. Getting a lease, it's let alone permission. expensive, you know. So, like, this guy knows what he has. I mean, yeah, he might be a farmer, but he's not, not you know, unaware of, like, right, right. what kind of deer he had shot. And I was like, here's what I'd say, man. I would be completely up front with him, and if he kills the deer, you're the nicest guy in the world. But at the end of the day, you don't have a Boone and Crockett without this guy. You don't have the shed that you do. He also might tell you, yeah, go ahead and do it. And then you can tell the full story the way that you want to tell yeah, it. Without right. being weird about it. Because yep. like it kind of would have been a little manipulative. And like when we had our conversation, I'm like, you already kind of feel guilty about telling him, hey, can I just happen to hunt? You know, it's like, yeah, "Hey, I just look. happened to kill a 200-inch person here. Yeah. Didn't know anything about him. Yeah. <laughs> and so just like long-term, I was like, you know, whatever your gut tells you to do, that's what you should do. Whatever you consider right.
2: And, mm-hmm. You know, we can already... Great advice. And initially, our conversation was, don't even risk it. You know, this property is going to be good for a lot of years. You know, don't risk going in there. You know, you already shot a booner. Don't risk going in there and losing permission on the farm. It's not worth it. I'm sure the, you know, how is it... so? Break down the conversation okay. if you want to. You don't <laughs> yeah, have no, to. No, I will. I will, absolutely. Um, so what
0: would you do? So, <laughs> that's what we're asking here. Break it down. Yeah. How'd it go? And how do I do this? Yeah, so <laughs> what a fun conversation, though, because I'm sure a lot of people listening have had something similar on permission ground. But, you know, too, there's a lot of guys that love to hunt, and that's why they got permissions, because the landowner doesn't really give that much of a shit about it. right? Like he might like you're saying very casually yep. doesn't care about shooting a 5-year-old deer that he's going to put all this effort into. There's probably a lot of people that more people than I bet we think have been in your shoes. Maybe not in this caliber of deer, right. but a 150, a yep. 160, a, you know, 140 in certain areas. Way you know. more than we think, I bet. I bet, yeah, yeah, I would say.
2: So, we go to I go to his house. Um he's really hard to catch cuz like I said he farms 6,000 acres, so he's all over the place all the time. Um, I go to his house and I'm like, okay, I got to talk to you about something. I text him and I'm like, Hey, are you around? I got to talk to you about something. He goes, yeah, that's fine. I'm at the house, you know, stop on over. And I, I knock on the door. I sit on the front stoop, wait for him to come out. He steps out. He goes, what's, what's going on, Lee? And I said, I got to be honest with you. There's this deer that between me and one of my buddies, um, we've known about for a couple of years. Um, I hunted in his general area on the public ground, never saw him. And he just showed up on the 21 acres you let me hunt like and i understand that our agreement was i give bow hunt you guys gun hunt and i said i just i want to ask if you would care if i try to kill him because it's a once in a lifetime deer between me and my buddy we know about him um and he's like man because he's got two boys one's like 11 and one's like 15 yeah right. um and they go sit in the blind and you know yeah they just shoot whatever comes out but sure He's like, I I just don't know how to make that work, you know, because I don't know when we're going to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah." And uh, I'm like, okay, well, I have I have a proposition. How about preposition, proposition? Whatever you mean. English is not my specialty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got a proposition Um, for you. Yeah. You say it fast. No one knows really what you said. Exactly. That's what I do. (laughs) Um, I said, how about because shooting lights like, you know, 515 to 530. Right. Somewhere in there. Typically. I'm like, how about i text you at three o'clock every day and if by then you'll know if you're going and if you tell me i can go i'll sneak in there and go well he's a big farmer he had to do his year-end stuff so the first six days of the season i got to hunt basically because this was not the first day of the season it was like the 25th like right around christmas that i asked him and not that many days left Mm -mm. no no not Really? really and uh he said, "Yeah, that's fine." How know. was his reaction when you're like, this big
0: deer here." Like, was he like, "Oh?" He
2: was like, "Oh, cool." You know, you knew about him, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, he actually lived like 4 miles from here." Um most Did you of show deer, him pictures? Yep, showed him pictures, and he actually said, oh, one one of my other buddies had a picture of him." <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> about <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. Uh a buddy that's about halfway between us, he had pictures like end of the rut. Gotcha. Um He's like, "So I've seen I've seen the deer, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I just don't know how to make it work." And that's when I brought up the proposition. Yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah, that's fine. He said, I'll know by 3 o'clock if I'm going to go or not. Um, so that day I said, um, You okay, probably well, jumped I, off that porch, I, didn't you? Was, <laughs> in my head I was like, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, So the next day I text him, and it's 3 o'clock, and I said, hey, are you going? He said, nope and hunted (laughs) yeah and and that's really that's what it was because it was a mad scramble you better have
3: all your hunting stuff on before you text him
2: i did every single day (laughs) every day just in case i was ready and actually just walk around the house in it it, the place is only like five miles from my house beautiful and i would be driving that direction when i texted him because if i got the yes it was like i'm getting Getting in there because it's hard to get in Without busting deer in late season, they're going to be out. Especially, especially 3 with, o'clock. Yeah. It's like high deer density. High deer density. Right. Open. Yeah. Really I mean, open. there's a crick line, but it's a basically a 18-acre field with a crick line that goes through it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: It's 21 acres. 21 acres Good total, on you, man. man. That's yeah. so cool.
2: Yeah. So take a step back. Why do you
1: think that this deer moved in? You know, like we have kind of briefly touched on it, but I think that that's... Yeah. You know,
2: so So I think he moved in. Like you said, overboard. Brandon is. His thermal cover, his his bedroom got messed up, you know. Um,
0: shout out to Brandon,
2: man. Yeah, shout out to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a nice guy, dude.
0: <laughs> Storm messed up his thermal cover. Yep. We'll help you fix that, Brandon. We'll get you somebody out there to clean that up.
2: <laughs> so I think he moved in for the thermal cover. I mean, it's the only – where I live, it's, you know, it's the only big timber – This guy and his brother own the only big timber around for, like, a 10-mile square. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's patches here and there, but, I mean, this one, like, there's 100 and some acres, 180, 200 acres of timber. His brother owns two or 300 acres of timber across the highway, Mm -hmm. and there's no pressure there because they don't hunt. And during shotgun season, um, a couple of my buddies in the area, shotgun hunt there, I don't. um, But they said, when you push a deer, it runs that way
0: yeah they just know it's safe
2: yep they know it's safe there he said even if you push the deer in the opposite direction they're gonna loop around <laughs> so they're, they're, they're gonna, gonna get there they're, they're gonna, gonna get that way well oh, right. they know they're, man they're i mean around. you know when yeah. people
0: are messing around your house or not you know yeah
2: exactly and uh you live in a bad neighborhood you know about it yep, yeah yep. exactly
0: <laughs> you know something's um, in your house yeah <laughs> you know about it yeah
2: so just the lack of pressure and thermal cover i think is why you moved there yeah um, why wouldn't it? why not yeah exactly makes sense yeah yep um so the first night by the time he texted me back, it was like 335, and it's like a rainy, misty night. It was a great night on Deercast, and I had a marginal wind, so I sat back quite a ways and more or less observed, mm-hmm. and uh, I am I sneak over, and there's kind of like a knob that comes down um, that hides part of the field, and I get on the crick line and sneak up, and like as I come around and peek around the knob, there's like 30 deer in the field, and they pick their heads up, stare at me, and all run back in and i'm like oh Oh, no oh no that's
3: where you you sit down
0: right there and just wait come back out just
2: get to where you want to go now and that's really about where i was going to sit because i wanted just to be able to see back in that back corner that is hidden um so i sit down and just wait and they start coming back out and there is another buck and the old man 10 is what i called him he's like a low 50s 10 pointer um he's the one that I i think he's like eight and a half um just a mule of a deer, super wide, not, not a, not a giant, but a nice deer, you know, really mature. And he walks out like 10 minutes before shooting light. And I had told him I will only shoot this deer. And he stepped out, and I was like, "Mm." (laughs) "Yeah, that's where you're grabbing the (laughs) collar." Talk about about (laughs) moral dilemma, part two. Um, (laughs) Hey, bud, uh, remember I told you about that buck? Remember uh, that first
3: proposition? I I got another
0: one for you.
2: (laughs) But he stepped out, and I, you know, I just let him go. And I saw quite a few deer that night. um, Hey, normal.
0: One of his kids could have shot that deer and would have been more than
2: thrilled. Absolutely, and that's what I told him. I said, and I said, I've got my cameras out. If that deer comes out, I will. I'm a, I will tell you, cause you know, it's not a deer knowing what's in the area that I'm probably going to shoot unless it gets later in the season, you know, to mm-hmm. manage the herd. Um, anyways, so he comes out a bunch of deer and I could sneak out pretty easily. Um, and that's how that hunt went. Um, and then the next five nights, so I killed him on the sixth night of hunting and every night he said, I'm not going. And like two nights before I killed junk brow, he said, listen, it's, up until January 1st, I won't be able to go because I'm doing my year-end stuff. So he said, pretty much, just go ahead and go. But I would still text him every day after 3 just because to keep the relationship. Right. You know? Hey, yeah. just
0: checking, bud. Yeah, type of stuff. Good on yep. you, man. That's cool.
2: So the way the property sets up, it's the 18 acres, and the big portion of the field is like 15 acres, and then the creek splits it, and there's like a 3-acre sliver. It's only 20 yards wide, but it's the whole property long. And I had pictures of Junk Brow like – Almost every night, on that north side, which is the skinny side,
3: down the other side of the creek. Then, yep, it's okay. on the
2: property, but it's on the north side of the creek, right. and I never hunted there because can't I figured, get to it. <laughs> you know, my my range, you know, with a muzzleloader, I've got a lot more range to shoot in in the big side yeah. versus I'm limiting myself to a twenty yard path. And on uh, oh uh, uh, New Year's Eve, we we had made plans with Josh and Drake Lamb to you know hang out and that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, Hang out. Yeah. Hang out.
0: Have a good time. Yeah. Have a good
2: time. You know, drink some
0: sparkling waters. Yeah. Yes,
2: yep. Yeah. Pop the uh, sparkling grape juice at midnight. Right. I'd yeah. Say. The Welch's. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Of course. Been there. I've done that. It's good. <laughs> a little and, sweet, but it's good.
2: You know, we had made plans because he was going to hunt, I was going to hunt, and Drake was going to hunt that night. And uh, made plans to go hunting. And then we'll do that stuff afterwards. And Deer Cast was great. So that's mainly why we all were like, we're hunting tonight. And there was mm-hmm. a big snowstorm coming in. Um, so yeah, no. but it's snow on the ground already. And it was like, man, these conditions are so good. And deer cast said, great. So you gotta go. Yeah. And it was like, you're going, you know, he <laughs> told started. me that pretty much January 1st, he was going to start hunting, you know? So I was like, it's, I got to swing for the fences. All my pictures have been on the North side of the Creek. I, I got to swing for the fences. It was a Northeast wind, which is pretty good. Um, kind of quartering at the deer side ish towards their back half. So not really ideal or conducive for big buck movement. You know, you wouldn't think they'd come with the wind at their quartering hind. Um, But I'm like, I got to swing for the fences. The conditions are too good. So I worked down the edge to like 180 yards from where the camera is that I have pictures of him. And I have pictures of him pretty well every night. Um, And I have a camera like 300 yards West of where he normally comes out and it's on a crit crossing Mm -hmm. and the night's, say let's see the mornings i would have him coming back to bed he would come out that night Mm -hmm. and it was like every second day or something like that every other day basically um and that morning i had a picture of him going back to bed and i was just like it's it it, if it's it's gonna happen it's gonna happen you know yeah yeah. um so i sneak in there and i've got my muzzleloader on like a oh like a kind of like a bog pod but not like a shooting rest Mm -hmm. um that holds the gun and uh I just sit on the ground tucking some grass under a down tree and I'm probably 180 yards from where they walk out 185 something like that and the deer start piling out um on that small side and uh so some does come out and they all work my way and I'm like oh this is not good yeah it's didn't. only I mean it's where I'm sitting it's the pinch of it so it's only 15 yards wide so they're going to walk right in front yeah, of me yeah they're going to walk right next to me And I'm just like, this is not going to be good. You know, I'm going to get busted. So about the last 45 minutes is when the deer really started to pour out, just like a typical muzzleloader hunt, you know. And uh, I'm sitting there and I get my gun to the shoulder, my scope. I set it about where I think he's going to walk out.
0: Just so you didn't have to
2: move. Just so I didn't have to move, you know. And um, just sat with my face pretty much on the gun the whole time because I was like, if I move, I'm busted. You yeah, because I had deer. At, I had does at 15 yards. Right? Right. Jeez, yeah. It's and like cool. sitting
3: on the ground. It's yeah, cool, but like move along, lady. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Like keep going. And at yeah. one point, you move along. They moved past me, got downwind, busted. Oh, and only ran like to 100 yards and stopped because they're like I said they're they're not really pressured, especially hunting pressure. There's not a lot of pressure there. But so they knew something was wrong. Spook-
3: they weren't spooked too bad.
2: Yeah, they just were like. Eh, I don't really know what yeah. that was. <laughs>
3: I'm going over here. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. stand
2: over here. Um, So I'm sitting there and they start to work back again and it's getting a lot closer to dark. And now we're like 10 minutes till the end of shooting light. And I'm like, come on, dude, like the conditions are too good. And every night that I would have pictures of him, it would be like anywhere from five to 10 minutes after shooting light.
0: So, you know, it's like I'm in the window right now. It's game yeah. time. And,
2: and my thought was, is if he comes out, it's going to be the last two to three minutes of shooting light right and it's gonna be
0: that last half
3: hour or two it gets dark so Mm -hmm. fast
2: (laughs) yes and it's gonna be a get your face on the gun and get to him you know yeah so i'm sitting there and actually i don't know if this is the wisest thing but i took my safety off because i didn't want there to be a doe there and have to click Click. the safety yeah and have her be five feet from me or you know which obviously probably would not happen because they'd bust way before that but you're ready dude you're tentative i was I was on pins and needles because, like I said, the conditions were just too good for him not to come out. Yeah. And technically
3: it's the last night that you can hunt if he's going to hunt after the yeah. first. So, so
2: you're it like, was like, it's yeah. it's game time. Right. Yeah. So I've got my face down and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, it's getting kind of dark. And the does were far enough away. I reached down in my pocket. Shooting light was 521. And I look down at my phone and it's 519. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. you know. And I stick my phone back in my pocket and I look up and he's standing at the edge of the field. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> So. And how from, far is that again? He was about 180 yards. Okay. Yep. So from the second I saw him till the second the trigger pulled was about 15 seconds. Because oh, I was damn. like, I don't want to have to shoot after. I'm I'm not going to shoot after shooting light. You know. No. Right. Yeah. It just causes
0: problems, especially yeah. on a deer like that.
2: Exactly. So I get down. I get my face on it, and he was about from where I had set my gun to where I thought he was going to walk out. He was about three or four yards <laughs> north of so there. So you're just on it. Like. So it was like, you know, because every picture he came out the same place. Yeah. And actually, he came out. From where my camera cannot catch him, so I thought maybe every night I had pictures of him, but he was just coming out on a different trail, right?
0: right? What trail? It only tells the story of what's
2: on Mm -hmm. that tree. Exactly. Yep. So he's quartering to me decently hard, so I put it right on the front side of his shoulder and pull the trigger, and the deer scattered that were closer, and they scattered towards him, but did not clear the field. And I'm like, (sighs) and I, you know, that being that dark, it was like I don't know. What happened. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I hit him. So well, I, I mean,
3: not only being dark, we got a puff of
0: smoke. It's 180 yards yeah. away. You don't know what the hell and happened and at and that and point. It's Ten yards, and he's probably back in the woods.
2: Yeah, he was. He was. He ended up being about 25 yards off the field yeah. where the, where he came out of um, when he died. No, by the yeah. time I got the uh, got the gun see, on him and pulled the trigger. Okay. Um, so I literally picked my gun up, left my butt pad that I was sitting on, picked the gun up and turned to left. I didn't because the does were still out there, and I'm like, if he's alive, and I. Didn't hit yeah, the well. deer I'm, might
0: keep him calm. Right, if
2: if I gut shot him or, you know, something I just didn't know. I don't want him to, to push all the I don't want to push all those deer and have them take him yeah, right. back into the neighbors. Yeah. Because I had a, a run in with those neighbors with my bow buck, which again we'll talk about we'll talk about, <laughs> it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so episodes just,
0: be week or two apart. Maybe I mean they could launch the same week, but yep. just look at the feed, you'll figure yeah, it out. <laughs> just
2: look for <laughs> my neighbor. We're, hey, in the pay pod- attention.
0: We're in the podcast cloud currently.
2: Yep. Um so I just picked my stuff up and I went back to the truck you know, drove home and I got home and Jackie's my wife's name. She looked at me and she goes, what is wrong? Shout out to Jackie. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You know, kill big deer if your wife sucks. Hey, I've been saying it. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. How's and your wife doing, Josh? Never going to have one.
0: Cool. All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll come
0: back to that. Turn it into the
2: WCB episode. <laughs> but she goes, what's wrong? And I said, I shot at him. And she goes, what do you mean at? Yeah, she, you know, <laughs> keyword here. She, yeah. She's like. You she's know, educated enough. She's like all of our wives. Yeah. Right. You know, they got to like it a little bit. Otherwise, they wouldn't be with us. Yeah. We're That's nuts right. about it.
0: Can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks. Yep, And, and they she, know when something's wrong, too. Yeah. Hey, and <laughs> greatest, greatest quote of, of all time of me. And I you I'm might gonna as well get a, a tattoo of that. I'm going to actually. <laughs>
2: yeah, you probably should.
0: Um hey, if so. I get divorced, you know why I no, got need No, we need bumper
3: <laughs> stickers of that. Shh, we'll get them made.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but she goes, you are white as a ghost and i just was the whole drive home i called josh on my way did you home. call brandon i did yeah, call, brandon, yeah. my <laughs> first call was my dad yep. you know because he's who started me in hunting um second call was my wife third call was josh fourth call was brandon
0: very fair lineup
2: yep and uh so i get home and and she's like what do you mean you shot adam and i said don't know if i hit him she goes all this whole season and you don't know if you hit him and i'm like no idea <laughs>
0: <There> <laughs> We're was, hopefully there was
2: smoke and there was too many deer i just i don't know yeah you know, i don't know yeah. if you hit him so i grab a flashlight and all that jazz and i give it about 45 minutes and i'm like i'll go look for blood you know if he's if i hit him de- good he's dead you know yeah i will know i'll be able to see some guts and the snowstorm is coming in so i'm like i gotta go yeah you gotta look yeah. i gotta look Go back um, at the shot. It looked like you took a solo cup full of blood and threw it. And I'm like, oh, I hit him. Thank goodness I hit him. Yeah. And and after that, I can't find a speck of blood. And I'm like...
0: Muzzle loaders are like that sometimes. Yeah.
2: And actually, I was shooting a smokeless, um, which I know sometimes you guys frown on but <laughs> well i don't frown on that no not at all <laughs> have we ever frowned on that well I, I thought i heard it on your other podcast that some people don't like the whole smokeless world but uh, the reason not so i actually borrowed it from a buddy um and the reason i shot a smokeless is because with the interaction i had with the neighbors i didn't want him getting to the neighbor that's side, very right? fair yeah um and it's to me you know you can shoot 500 yards with the smokeless muzzle litter for want. Right. but to me, that's not why I used it. I used it for the, for the kill power behind it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so normally they, they bleed pretty decently normally, but I like, I can't see a speck of blood anywhere after that initial hit. And I'm like, Oh no, why? I mean, why there was good blood right at the shot. And I followed a lot of the tracks back to where he came out. Cause that's where I kind of figured he would run in. That's mm-hmm. when my bow buck ran in no blood. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't get this. So I go back to the initial spot, and I'm looking. And, like, so straight east would be where I thought he was going to run. Mm-hmm. And he ended up going south, south and west, just to the crick line. Yeah. And I look southwest, and I can see one little thing that looks like a speck of blood, and I get over there. And it's, like, hands and knees. I'm in an in uh, snow outside. In snow. In snow. It's they... still hard to f- see the blood. Ugh. And— It looked – so what it looked like is like you took a paintbrush and you dipped it in blood and you just like flicked the paintbrush. Mm -hmm. The specks were super, super small.
3: Small mist.
2: Yeah. Basically, it was like a mist almost. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he ended up going like, oh, I don't know, 35 or 40 yards and he was dead. And it was like he was in some thick grass and I came around the corner and I saw his feet and then I turned the corner and I – because – so with the pictures – There were some pictures that he looked like a two twenty, and there were some pictures that he looked like a one seventy. So I didn't. I mean, I thought he was going to be like in the ninety range.
0: When they get big like that, dude, they're hard to mm -hmm. Mm judge. You can't tell. Yeah, one eighty or two hundred. Yeah, like twenty inches, but one eighty is massive. Correct. Right.
2: Yep. So I didn't truly know what he was, and when I found him, first call was Jackie to let him know that I let her know that I found him. And second call was my dad. Third call was Brandon. Fourth call was Josh. So I flipped it up a little bit once yeah. I found him. Right, shout out to Brandon. Oh, yeah, shout out <laughs> yeah. to Brandon. Yeah. Um, Josh and, was
1: last though.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hey, like, I
1: hey, didn't I, deserve to be on the list
0: anyway. Yeah. I was kind of a jerk about this deer. Yeah, you year. were. <laughs> yeah, hey, you were mean about it. <laughs> he was
2: the hater the whole
3: time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, ain't gonna. You aren't gonna see him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. You won't shoot that thing.
0: And, hey, but you were kind of right though. He's gonna be there late season. Yep. I just want to see him kill a booner
1: with his bow. Hey.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's why he pushed. Check, check. Um, once I got done with my phone calls, this is one of those moments, one of the only moments in the Deer Woods. I cried like a baby. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> take it all in. I I finished those phone calls. I shut it off. I didn't take any pictures because I had a couple people that I had told on the way home that were like, "Send me pictures when you find him." Yeah. I sat there for 15 minutes.
3: And the people you yeah. tell are te- are texting you. Know, hey, did yeah. you find him yet? Did you Send find any blood? Picture, did, like, yeah. do yeah. all this.
2: And I sat there right next to him for. 15 minutes and cried. I would have too, man. Absolutely. You know, it's beautiful. It's it's a once in a lifetime deer, you know. Oh, <laughs> That's sure.
0: a moment that you almost have to slow down. It sounds like you you were conscious enough in the moment to slow yourself down and take that in yep. because I feel like a lot of times you're just like, all right, let's get this thing out of here. Mm-hmm. And you did the right thing. It's cool to hear yep. because I think I would have done the same thing. I probably would have went, went and got a couple of beers and sat down next to him and like, paid my respects and had yeah. a moment yeah well i mean you had your moment you know but i for sure would have had a moment like you have to with a deer like that oh yeah for Absolutely. sure it's different if you don't know about it and you kill it you still have your moment but you aren't you the moment's not as heavy i mean maybe it is but you knowing about this deer and like thinking about it and having the history with them having the history and the situation the unique situations and moral dilemmas and um uh, you're just calculated, man. It's it's uh it's cool to see it. I'm glad. I like seeing deer like this fall to people like you that really appreciate them because mm-hmm. there's no bigger bummer than seeing a dude who doesn't give a shit about the deer or the quality of the deer or the specimen. Like, think about what needs to be thrown into a white tailed deer to to create that. Oh, it's, right.
2: You know, a that, lot of like impossible variables. It's mm-hmm. once in. I, I said once in a lifetime, but it's a deer like this is once in many lifetimes. It is. You know, I will. And I've said, you know, I hunt a really good area over there. There's a genetic pocket there, I think, and it just produces big deer. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, there's a, I mean, not a good chance, but there's a chance I kill a higher scoring deer at some point in my life. I have it's possible. For I have young a year. lot of a lot of years yet. You know, I'm 27, be 28 in September. I mean, I've got what day I'm in
0: September? 23rd. I'm the sixth.
2: Ah. <laughs> I have, you know, hopefully 45 years of hunting left. You know, yeah. I mean. But I don't think I will ever kill a prettier deer that has it all. The deer's
0: very appealing to the eye. There's a lot of deer that make 200 that aren't as like attractive, but this deer's he carries, he's big, he's massive, he has tines, he's got the crazy brows. I mean, mm-hmm. He's got you, everything. Can, can you break down well, well, before you break him down physically what he is, like, okay so you have your moment out there, then you get him out, like, what are people's reactions seeing this deer in person for the first time?
2: So when I went and Got him out. I asked my, it would be my wife's uncle, and one of our neighbors have two younger boys that, um you know, my neighbor hunts a little bit, mm-hmm. um but not a lot. And, I, you know, I'm one of those that hunters are a dying breed, you know.
3: yeah Get them out, out know, there when you can.
2: Get them out there when you can. They don't have a lot of um experience with it, mm-hmm. so I asked them if they wanted to come with to get it. You know, I already knew it was there. Um, so we got, you know, one's six and one is eight. Very cool. They got to come with and you know watch me gut it. First time watching that, and uh you know got to take pictures with it. And those are probably some of my favorite pictures of the deer. Yeah, those two especially because he looks like a elk. Right, (laughs) right. Smaller the body, small bodies
0: in here. You guys got any kids?
2: But seeing those those two boys grinning with behind that deer when they've never really been around it and thinking it's the coolest thing in the world. That was probably one of the cooler parts of it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. so I called my dad. You know, my dad's – he lives like an hour and a half from where I do. Um, and my dad's been there for every every deer I've ever killed, basically. Well, not basically. He's been there for every deer I've ever mm-hmm. killed. Um, and he said, I'm on – you know, I'm out at dinner right now, but I'm on my way, and there's a ice and snowstorm coming. And I'm like, just come tomorrow. He said, mm-mm. mm-mm. He said, this, is, <laughs> this isn't one I just come tomorrow. <laughs> yeah,
0: and no, I'm on my way. He
2: actually – he was – he contemplated leaving his dinner to come help me find it and i was like i just get i got the, get I the went, doggy bag dad let's yeah. go wrap it up <laughs> take that shit to go so yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've got two sisters one of my sisters lives a little bit farther away but the one lives right close to my dad and they hopped in the truck and came up and very cool my dad was like my dad's killed some big deer he's got a couple in the 180s and mm-hmm. you know he's been hunting since the early 90s yeah he he knows he knows yeah he was like woof <laughs> no shit yeah he was like that is a big big deer and we taped it that night he was stiff and all that kind of stuff and i taped him with like a seamstress tape yeah know, a little bit thicker yeah just a soft hard to get type. good hard to get good measurements but they had not good enough for a way. green score yeah and i actually green scored him at like 209 and seven eighths and you know i i, I scored my dad wrote and my dad titled or titled totaled it up and we were sitting in the kitchen and he goes like his eyes got really big and i'm like what he goes I got to, I got to re-add those. <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, you know I, I thought he was, even after I killed him, you know, I told him it was like a, he might, he's like a 190. That's mm-hmm. what I told him. Yeah. Because um, yeah. really his, I mean, the only thing that I would change about the deer is he, he's got pretty short beams for a 200 incher. really. Really? They're like 24. Which Let me is see not, this guy.
0: Hand me this baby.
2: It's not short. But that's se. where they start to get big. Right. But when you, usually when you talk 200 inches, <sighs> you know, you're talking 26, 27 inch beam. Yeah, you know. Well, you know this buck is heavy. The he mass he carries
3: through there is insane,
0: dude. Yeah, he's heavy. His brows are crazy. His twos are good. His threes are good. I will. Uh, I mean, I think his smallest mass measurement is still
2: over five inches. Wow,
0: I can I can believe that. he's heavy. This is one of the heavier racks I think I've ever I've ever held. That's impressive. There you go, Eric. Get your hands on that, buddy.
2: But then the next day, he is heavy, ain't he? I've got an official scoring kit. <laughs> They do. Yeah. How'd you get that? Uh, I bought one. From <laughs> I'm just kidding. Place. Yeah, you can just yeah. buy them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from the Shed Antler Club. Yeah. Because I like, oh. you know, I'm a, a shed nut. I find a lot of sheds every year, and I tape it. I I tape deer for buddies and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I usually get pretty close. So, um, I scored him at like 206 the next day, 206 mm-hmm. and 28s two or something like that. Change was uh, man. Yeah, just a, a mega. But. A yeah,
0: 209, 206, amazing. And then, um, you took him to the Iowa Deer Classic.
2: Yep, so I had a, I didn't enter him in any of the competitions or anything, but I had Cameron Coble score him there, and he was gross two hundred four and an eighth, and net non typical like one ninety seven and six eighths or something like that. <laughs> okay,
0: you know I am a measure, you know nets. I do still think are are for fish are BS. They yeah. are for fish, so you tell them what the gross score is, but I don't. There is a lot of people that don't understand what it takes to get a deer to net in the 190s. Yeah. right? Like they just don't get it, like it. Most yep. of the deer, when you see a guy that's like, I killed a 160, I killed a 170, they're netting like yep. much less than yep. that. Mm-hmm. One
2: of my friend's daughters killed a like 201 quite a few years ago, and it netted like in the 60s. Yeah. You know, because there was just that much difference. It's bullshit. You know? Yeah. You got give to the, give the deer the credit.
0: You got to give right. them the credit for what, what's there. Yep. Um, I always thought there'd be a cool way, and if anybody wants to invest, uh, call me, uh, investors, possibly you. Um, And to make a measuring system that goes off volume. Water displacement? Mm Mm-hmm. But what I think gets tricky about it is the bases and the skull plate and the variables and that. Like, there's a way around it. I just don't know what it is.
2: So this might be a rabbit trail of a conversation, but I've thought about this a lot, too. Do we
0: have this business conversation off the podcast? (laughs) I don't know if I do it right here. (laughs)
2: Potentially. But I think you have to have a certain area that... The skull plate has to be, has to be so many inches deep, you know, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, I agree. Like basically a box that it has to fit in, the skull plate, and then you just give them that credit, and it's, the problem is, is it's, it's just tough. It'd be tough to do that. The only true way to do it would be to lock the antlers off lane. (laughs) Right. Nobody's doing that. No, (laughs) no, no. no.
0: I guess the difference is, it's like you got a thick brain skull dude that's got this much thickness in a skull plate versus the dude who's.
2: It's tough. The only way to do that, would, like I say, would be to cut the antlers off. I know truly. what you're saying,
0: though. No, like a box. If it fits in that box, there's your score it for that. It qualifies for
2: your score. Yeah. Yep. It's but
0: not a bad idea.
2: But, you know, like I say, it's, there's so many variables in that that it's not Pe- really <sighs> possible, I, I don't think. It's fun to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Someday. Because I'm a, you know, I'm a, so I'm a nutritionist by day job working for Kent Feeds, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of factors, nutrition wise, that go into growing a deer like this, mm-hmm. and genetics wise, and it's you know, everything wise, everything wise <laughs> to grow, you know, to grow a, a rack, let alone a rack like this. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a gross guy because give them the credit they deserve. Right? I agree. I agree. They
0: grew it. Yep. Dude, it's a great story. Um, I think you are built for podcasting. Like. You're just great at telling a story, man, and I really enjoyed hearing the story of this buck. You hear a lot. I mean, Eric, how many buck stories have we heard from January? Well, no, just from trade show season. Oh, not not that bunch. we complain about the stories, but we've heard a lot of them. So we we're like, for a bit, your brain almost need your buck storyed out for a bit. Um, but this one did not fall into that pocket of another buck story. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, congratulations. I like to talk. <laughs> no, you're great, man, and uh, congratulations on this buck. Um, I appreciate your dedication and your uh, your passion and respect for such a unique animal. Yeah.
1: No, I'd definitely say Lee is the textbook example of manifesting by being a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, the Bucky you over here. I mean, it was a season of a lifetime, but, you know, we talked about it. You're like, it's never going to happen again. And I was like, if it's going to happen to somebody else again, it'll be this. Guy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I live and I breathe it, you know. Just like a lot of the big deer killers do, it's you have to. Yeah, it consumes your life, consumes my life, and yep. you know it's turkey season right now. I think deer during turkey season, you know, that's yeah. that's what I do. Not Mark Dury. Yeah, that's I'm right. Out. Eric knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah. do you want to? I mean, do we have time to break him down a little bit more? Talk about him, yeah, yeah. So he will
0: uh, charge you by the minute now. We're on a <laughs> Sounds good. You dial one 800 collect. We got his credit card information, right? Yeah. 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 So
2: my favorite part about the Deers is brows, those big bladed brows. Um, the brows are both around 10 inches. He's got, uh, I could pull the score sheet up on my phone, but he's got like pull it up 16 inches of um, abnormals, I think, roughly.
0: Yeah, and they had to have 15 now to qualify as a Don typical. Yep.
2: I think it's like 16 or 17. I turned my phone off because I didn't know if it would.
0: But you want them to make that if they're going to be near 15. It's yeah. like, just push over 15,
2: please. <laughs> yep. Um, the one G2 is 12 and a half. The other one's like 11. Um, both G3s are roughly 10-ish. Uh, G4s are like 6 and 5. And uh, mass measurements, like I said, all the mass measurements are. Uh, Insane? I think oh, the, the, the smallest one might be like 4 and 7 eighths, if I remember right. Um. Shorter beams, you know, 24 is still a long beam, but it's still long. Yeah. I mean, but when you're talking, I mean, my dad's got a um, 180 inch typical 10 and his beams are like 28 and a half. You yeah. Know? That's you insane. You put a 28 inch beam on this deer and you're like, whoa. yeah,
0: yeah. It changes a lot. And there's a lot in beams that you can't tell. Like, you know, we talked about this a little bit in, on a side conversation with the Buckstorm boys. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, guys are judging a 320 bowl to a 330 bowl, Like that could be all beam and you can't really tell that sometimes, yeah, right. you know, Yeah.
2: Well, and that's you know I kind of thought based on the pictures that he had shorter beams, but um, you know twenty like I said twenty four is still a, a screamer beam, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh well, yeah. So
0: them brows, oh man,
2: a lot yeah, of that's, bucks, that's my thing
0: or brows. Yeah, that's yeah. my
2: favorite part about the deer.
0: Do a lot of bucks just have twenty inch beams? Yeah, I mean really like an average that's like the deer, standard. Yeah, I mean the average <laughs> buck wants to be one thirty five. <laughs> a big buck at like with nothing special is one thirty five with twenty inch beams. Right. Yep. You know what I mean, but then you add age, freak genetics, Lee, uh, good people, I mean, Brandon. Is, don't forget yeah, about Brandon. Brandon forget about shout out to Brandon. Yep. <laughs> Brandon. yep, been saying it. You get you get this. So
2: I don't have good enough service. I can't. Point Give
0: it me right the score sheet, sheet later. I'll slap yeah, it I'll on this.
2: It. Yeah, absolutely. But so, yeah, once in a lifetime deer.
3: Congratulations, man. Thanks. and Iowa buck. You're outnumbered in here today.
2: You are three to one, Kurt. Hey, you know
0: what? If this was the Rayo WCB series, I'd say some harsh stuff to you guys. <laughs> but it's good to have all you Iowa boys in here. Are you highfalutin Iowa boys in your good hey, state politics? I'll just wait. Just give it thirty minutes. We'll just be on the regular one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Doug will be here then. So you're definitely gonna be outnumbered. Oh, you think your governor's better? Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> she, oh, she, 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 Shout out the camera. You think you guys got great politics compared to us? Like you guys are less well. You are. <laughs> um, you think you're good with your? Yeah, we have Chicago. DNR, your DNR is better. <laughs> Actually, I've had good run-ins with the DNR in Illinois. That's if you one. can find them. If you can find them, that's a good note. <laughs> not a lot. Of, not a, don't have a big budget here in Illinois. Maybe because all them corrupt
2: politics.
0: <laughs> um, we just we're doing the best we can. Okay, that's I, all we got's deer hunting. Give me that.
2: I will say I've I've got a buddy who lives not too far from here, an hour hour south. West. He lives in Dallas City. And I've been to his place. I actually, when we were in college, I, I went and sat in the stand with him during shotgun season yeah. just because, you know, there's not much going on. I was tagged out in Iowa and there's not much to go on. So Something to do. I came and just sat with him. And uh, th- there's big deer in Illinois. I'll tell you I this. I will give you that. There is big deer over I've here. I've been
0: saying this and you've agreed in the past. You might not agree on this one. Just I know, you, know exactly what you're going to say. But I got to bring <laughs> it up. You got to defend myself here before we, we close this out. If Illinois adopted the same structure that Iowa has, no one would even care about Iowa. That's but a fact. You, but you know what? But, Just keep caring about Iowa.
2: I think that they would be equals. I think they would be equals. Dude,
0: Illinois got, <laughs> Illinois got Iowa beat on all the, like, the records and all the numbers and all that anyway.
2: Did you enter this in the record book? I'm actually going to. Oh, wow. Just to say that I have a Booner in the record book. That's
0: fair. But... Given, like, if we did points, uh, one buck state, mm-hmm. non residents couldn't kill a buck over the counter every year, Illinois would stomp Iowa out. Now, they'd both be great. I think it would help a lot if you just did a one buck state, too. I, I and and really I like difference. killing two bucks. Right. But I agree, it would. Do it, Do it, run it in cycles. Do a five year deal, and then other five years you can kill two. Then five years you kill one because you get your big bucks up.
2: Mm-hmm. But Age Illinois is everything. Hey, you can
0: dream. Illinois's broke. <laughs>
2: We need them dollars, Lee. Anything to close out with? No, not really. Uh, Just thanks for having me over here, guys. And um, go get your deer DeerCast subscription, guys. You're you're a true believer. I I am. I have. For the record, you are not paid by DeerCast. I am not paid by DeerCast. Okay. No. I I check it every day.
0: It's twenty bucks.
2: Yeah, it's twenty bucks. I check it every single day.
0: How, think about out there, if you don't subscribe premium, how many? How much dumb stuff have you done for 20 bucks? Okay. Now save 20 bucks Seriously. and buy yeah. a
2: DeerCast. Divide yeah. that by
0: 12
1: per it's
3: month.
0: not, it's not, not that much money. <laughs> like a <laughs> no. dollar and something a month. Yeah. So a
2: dollar and change. I can't do that math.
3: Buy one less beer. Half a beer at the oh. bar.
2: Don't half, eat, a be, wh- half a beer at the bar hey, every yeah. month and you got it.
0: Don't eat lunch for two and a half days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. You just
0: paid for your subscription. Absolutely. All right?
2: I think, like I said, I think it's, you know, a lot of people... It hurts their pride to look to an app, but it's worth its weight in gold. It's worth oh,
1: its it weight in gold, sure. man. It's $20, man. It's $20. Anything to help
2: you yeah. make a better decision. You know how many times
0: I get hit up about Deercast Track, like you said earlier? Yeah,
2: all the time. That alone. That alone is worth it.
0: It's dumb. But
2: anyway, just get Deercast. <laughs> yeah, get
0: Deer More Cash of the story. And, uh, just sign up quick. Quit it. hitting us up for Deercast Track. Right. <laughs> Spend the 20 bucks. you cheap SOB. All right. Josh, you got anything to add? Congratulations again, man. Thanks, brother. Thanks for co-hosting.
1: I didn't say much, but...
0: Hey. Hey, You're here. Your look's made up for (laughs) (laughs) it. That that mustache. (laughs) Glad you made it for one. Yeah, I'm here. That's it. Go shoot a giant, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Nobody can see me on this camera. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. See you on the next one.